Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is David Monday and this is the latest episode of FPL Sunday with David Monday. Um, and apologies for starting late. You can probably guess why I was late. Uh, everything was ready to go. Everything was ready for the stream. And then Purvis Estupinian only went and scored in the last minute of Arsenal against Brighton, which completely changed everything. Uh, not least this little uh, background thing around my face, which tells you what my rank is. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Purvis, for... I mean, to be fair, why am I even complaining? I've got him in my team, so I needed a few minutes just to sort of celebrate that. If you've got a Stupinan in your team, let me know in the comments and we can have a nice little party. If you don't have a Stupinan, please feel free to mute this and I will maybe do a thumbs up like when we stop talking about him because uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy, but it just means that I needed to change a few things like my team was wrong. I've, I've worked in football a long time, right? And I can tell you there is nothing worse from an editorial perspective than a late goal. So yeah, that's just why we're a few minutes late, but very, very happy, of course, that I had the stupid now points. Um, I think that we, uh, we already have people, already have people that have come straight to the live chat to be like, guys, I've got a stupid now as well. Uh, so Ali McDonald, I also have a stupid now. He's put me into the lead of my mini league. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Well done, Ali. Well done for starting him. I, I think... I think it's possible that there were people who even didn't start him this week. It's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, I started him, obviously, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. Um, Russ Young says, well played, Brighton, superb result. Unfortunately, Heather, uh, regular uh, viewer and listener on this particular show, said, evening, not good evening, in the words of uh, one particular manager, because Noah Stupinan. But does have a CISO search, that's not too bad. Um, Ali Mack is here with Estu, I think is what we're calling him now. Uh, Eze and Wilson, captain. Nice. Nice. I like that. We're going to talk about Newcastle in a little bit, and we will be talking about Wilson, captain kind of dynamic, because that was something that I was toying with. And uh, Heike New says, I got Isaac, or Isaac, sorry, instead of Wilson. So already we can see lots of talk about Newcastle. Don't worry, guys. We will be talking about them. A lot of talk about Brighton. Um, I don't have as much data on them because the game has just finished. But I've got plenty of vibes about them, as I said. Estupinan, what a guy. Um, as I said, thumbs up are coming up for anybody who doesn't want to hear about Estupinan when we've stopped talking about him. Um, IEA96 says somewhere in the FPL world someone triple captain to Stupinat almost certainly I would keep an eye out for the official FPL Twitter account because they are very good at putting out that sort of thing they will find him they will find Purvis to Stupinan's dad or something like the one guy the triple captain him um, yeah Big Tip says not only is Stupinan these Brighton doubles has it harder than losing 8 points um, yeah yeah that's fair like it's made a big impact on the Premier League title as you say Big Tip's 
So just what a day. What a day of football. It's fantastic stuff. We love days like this. This is exactly what FPL Sunday was made for. This is a show that's all about capturing your emotion in the aftermath of the Sunday's games, looking ahead to the new game week. Now, we are in a situation where we have got some other games to come. So we've still got a Monday night game between Leicester and Liverpool. We've still got a Thursday night game between Newcastle and Brighton. But there is still plenty of planning to do ahead of another another double game week. So there's all sorts of stuff that we can analyse and have a look at from the weekend's games uh, to head to the new game week. And of course, we can capture your emotion as well. We've done a great job of that so far. Stupid and scoring pretty much as I was about to go live is, is perfect. And um, yeah, Brian Morrissey pointing out no return for Matoma. So there's just oh, so many emotions swelling around at full time. Here's your place to let it all out. Now, uh, before we get any further, I would be remiss in my duties as someone running the stream. If I didn't remind you to like this video, uh, subscribe to Fantasy Football Scout as well, and hit the bell notification so you don't miss any other content like this if you are listening to this on one of our many podcast platforms um then i'll be doing my best of course to uh, be describing the uh, events of the of the screen in front of you um and thank you also for listening to us on, um on, on podcast platform we really appreciate your additional interest in this content but yeah plenty of amazing stuff on this channel uh, a lot of it has nothing to do with me so i can get away with saying it's amazing uh, so make sure that you're you're liking subscribing and bell notificationing your life so we start where we always do, which is with some tweets of the weekend. And uh, I was I was in a, I don't want to say a grumpy mood, because obviously Snoopy Nan had, had been doing well for me. But I signed McAllister this week. I actually got him back because I had him earlier on in the season. And uh, I was just rather tickled by this tweet from Black Wolf, uh, who we, I'm starting to feel like we kind of use this Pingu meme quite a lot now. And so it was possibly, possibly becoming an iconic FPL Sunday meme. It's the one where he's crossing his hands looking a bit grumpy with the caption, well, I'm not doing it now. And I'm pretty sure that we've had Edison's face on this before, and, uh, and possibly Trippier's as well. Well, this week is McAllister, with the caption, McAllister, after all the March owners bought him for double game week 36. Well, Black Wolf, I completely agree. That is my life right now. Thank you, Alexis, for getting all the points when I sold you and stopping it when I bought you back. It is a double game week. Everything might change, but I appreciate a good piece of banter when I see it. So thank you, Black Wolf. Uh, other bits of uh, FPL Twitter general joy uh, from the Brighton game in particular. Uh, FPL Harry, who we all know very well, is having a fantastic season. I don't know if he has in CISO. I'm not sure. I probably should know that, shouldn't I? But um, an impressing, um, impressive jinx that he has uh, partaken of this uh, Sunday. Uh, sending a message to somebody saying that NCISO is having a stinker at 17.40. UK time and 17.41 and CISO goal so a nice bit of reverse jinxing there and I should also give a shout out to FBL Bruno who's one of my Team South uh, colleagues who did a great it, I mean he I, I, I think he he might be the reason why I think he's the reason why Stupinan did what he did because he tweeted at and I'm sorry I haven't got any of this on the screen because it all just happened so fast as I was about to come live he said we all know that the consolation goal to wipe out the bright and clean sheet is coming and he posted the uh, the gif of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, like, blown into a bag. And, like, that's fair. I was really nervous that was coming. And pretty much as he tweeted that, Stupid now went and got the goal. So a nice a nice set of reverse jinx from people this weekend. It's nice to see those because a lot of the time we just we, – we're very good at jinxing things, I think, FBL managers. You know, we were like, oh, this can happen, this can happen. And then, the, and then exactly what we don't want to happen happens. So thank you, Harry – for I mean I don't have NCSO but you know I've seen I think Heather had NCSO so Heather if it was you I think it was you make sure you go say thank you to Happy Harry for that one um, and yeah if you got a stupid now anybody in the Brighton defence 
go and say thank you to FBL Bruno. He's reverse jinxed you some points. It's it's great. And uh, just a nice one from Joe's actually got nothing to do with FPL, but I personally enjoyed this Brighton game, especially in the first half. But it was nice to see that there was a, a bit of a divide over whether or not it was a good game because um, Joe noticed on Twitter that he had two tweets from basically the same time. Uh, legit worst 25 minutes of football this season at the same time as somebody else, uh, Jockey FPL, saying this is a great tactical battle. So, yeah, if that doesn't sum up uh, sort of the, the mixed opinions you get in football, uh, especially on Twitter, I don't know what does. Now, this one is a bit of a gratuitous Star Wars reference for you guys who out there who like Star Wars and like FPL, which is, is some of you, to be fair. Um, if you're a Star Trek fan, you can you can mute things, and I'll put my thumbs up when we finish talking about Star Wars. Uh, we had just... I love stuff like this. So basically, the FPL Twitter account, they put out that uh, Wissa had scored for, for Brent, Brentford. Of course, the assist was from, from me. And the weird thing is, the second I saw Wissa and me like on the screen at the same time, I was like, that kind of... Why does that make me think of Jar Jar Binks? It just sounds like something he would say, like, Wissa me, you know? And so I then went into the comments just to see if I, if I was alone in my thinking, and I wasn't. The, the, if you enjoy some good Star Wars references and you haven't got much on this evening, go to the official FBL Twitter account from the, the Brentford goal from earlier today. Have a look at the replies, and you will have a pleasant time seeing how many people made that all about Jar Jar Binks. So, you know, it was... It was good. It was good. So we've Star Trek fans, we've stopped talking about Star Wars now. So you can you can you can unmute me. You know, you can come back now. To talk about we talked about recurring memes already. Well, there is no recurring meme on FBL Sunday like Edison and him not getting clean sheets. Because finally now what I should have done, I should have got like a party popper or something to sit here on the fi- on on the live stream and like get some get some balloons out and like some klaxons going like because Edison finally kept a clean sheet. Woo! I mean, I don't own him, and I have John Stones. And so, to be perfectly honest, this is really hard for me to talk about this because it did it did help some people who I'm trying to finish above this season do well. But we can't not talk about it because we just, we just can't not talk about it. We've talked about Edison so much, and we've taken the mick out of him so much. It's about time we give him his credit. So we got a number of different people just all so super excited about that Edison clean sheet. For example, one of those such people is FBL Deadline who said he screenshotted the tweet, the clean sheet and said, don't touch it, it's art. Yes, he did finally keep a clean sheet. Who else? We got uh, AS who said, pleasant surprise, it's been a while, finally. And one more tweet celebrating it and then another tweet in a minute that's just a bit weird. Uh, Faye said, it's a momentous day for all of us Edison owners. Savor this feast, guys. We may never see it again. And you might you might be right. He doesn't he doesn't do this very often. But I have to talk about FBL Bateman, who I I think has got to be just he's the he's the talk of the Edison town. To be honest, uh, big fan of these tweets. So at eleven twenty eight this morning, he said, "I've never wanted anything more than an Edison clean sheet today. That includes when I was eight and needed pirate Lego for Christmas." Now, as someone who once used to be eight and really needed spaceship Lego for Christmas, I can really understand how much how much. FPL Bateman really needed that clean sheet because I've been there, man. Eight years old, need a spaceship with you as pirates. I get it. He was so, so after this that he was so willing to tempt fate and the universe. He was willing to commit quite a lot because at 3.20 p.m. he said, if City don't concede, I will legally change my daughter's name to Edison. So there we go. Wherever she is, I don't even know how old she is. 
Hopefully she's not like 16, 17, because I feel like that's going to be... Well, you probably can't do it at that age. Should have probably Googled that before he came on. But let's just say she's 13, 14. Unlucky. That's just unlucky, though, if your name's going to change to that. Also, Mrs. FBL Bateman might have an opinion on this. I don't know. But that's just how much it means to people. And if there's anyone in the comments who it means as much as that to you, please let me know. If you are an Edison owner who finally got that clean sheet, let me know. Are you going to change your kid's name because of this event? I want to hear from you. Um, we got we got some mentions of uh, um, of this general thing in the, in the comment section. Aston Villa Bosley said, "Thing is, Raya Pope Steele all outscored him." That's a great point, but I think the thing is you have to remember is that Edison has just hurt people for so long that it just we have to mark this momentous occasion by all of us changing our daughters' names to Edison, and we'll just see how that goes. We'll see how that goes down. Now. There was someone right at the beginning. Let's see if I can find that comment again. Uh, he was like, show your team. It was straight in. Trons for Emmy YT. The feed, the feed started. He saw my face. He heard me say, hello, welcome to the show. And he just was, oh, I need to know what your team is. Show me your team now. Well, don't worry. Don't worry, my friend. It's finally here. We just we start with the tweets because we like to capture the emotion of the of, of the week. And yeah, speaking of the emotion of the week, it's it's going pretty well for me. I'm very happy. Um, I I try not to gloat too much. I don't I, I don't I don't like being that guy, but I I am having a good time. I am having a good time in FPL right now. As you can see, my current live rank according to LiveFPL.net is ten thousand and eighty third. So I am very very close to the top ten k, and it's and it, and it's fun. And I was kind of about eleven k before a stupid ass goal. So actually, I was very very happy for the goal. And then when I saw the impact that it actually had, it's not huge because a lot of us do have him, but every little helps. It's it's taken me up about nine hundred places, so I'll take it. But yeah, so for double game week thirty six, what did I do? I had some fires to power it was a bit of a shame because we've got the double again next week and i was kind of i was relatively i thought well set up for this double and the next one uh, but unfortunately march and rashford both got injured i had two free transfers anyway i was hoping to, to play to use one so i could go into next week with two so a bit of a shame that i had to really work with that because of course both red flagged or i think they were 25 percent or something but you know obviously they weren't going to play and, and and they haven't played so uh, had to had to change both of those. They were relatively easy changes, if I'm honest, because uh, you know I, I knew I needed to have a Brighton midfielder because I got this double and the next one. Uh, those of you who were in and around some of the video content we've done over the last couple of days and some of the articles as well will know that I think you know McAllister is probably the better of the two, which is ironic in a way because a couple of weeks ago I was talking about how McAllister was done for the season because he was playing in a deeper role. Yeah, I was wrong. And uh, I was prepared to swallow my pride and actually sign it back. So that's what I did. And then I've been having my eye on Bruno Fernandes for a couple of weeks now because his creative, stat- his creative stats especially have been very nice. He's still shooting quite a lot as well. And so I, wa- I wanted him in. I knew I was going to try. I was going to want him in for the double. And I kind of you know, needed a Rashford replacement, I, I thought. So I thought, let's just go for it. Let's just try and get some extra points this weekend. I actually feel, uh, I, th- I think I should feel a little bit unlucky that it was was only six points because he was creating lots of chances, having lots of shots, but um, didn't come off until uh, later in the game. But, you know, I'll take it for now. And, you know, it's possible that if, if, if Rashford is fit, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but if Rashford is fit, then I've still got the opportunity to potentially sell Grealish to get him back, which I know would be selling a double game week player for another double game week player. 
you know, it's not ideal, but you know, Grealish has not started the last two now, so it's it's just an option. And of course, Rashford might not even be fit, so you know, who knows there. In terms of what I did with the rest of the team, then um, Andreas is an easy bench. I still haven't had the opportunity really to actually sell him yet. I, I want to play three four three, so I don't really need to replace him, especially with two games left of the season now. Uh, Stones, I didn't start, but again, no start for him. I, I think that's not going to last too long, to be honest. Although obviously the focus is shifting for City away from the Premier League, especially with Arsenal losing today. Man City don't need to do much more to win it now. So it's a bit annoying because he's kind of on my you know double game week count. That's one of the reasons I got him in, and he's not played. But I'm hoping with two rests now, he's going to kick on in some of the next ones totty in his usual place third sub no heroics from him this week but you know who knows never say never it could happen again so they were the ones i benched so that i could start trippier estupinian alexander arnold fernandez McAllister, salah Grealish, and then you know those of you sort of follow my team for the last couple of weeks will know i got wilson and isak with harland up front what i did with the captaincy i i feel like I should have backed myself more. I was talking up Wilson in the, the last few days and, and really highlighting. We went over some stats and were able to sort of see that actually it doesn't even matter if he doesn't start. He's still posting stats as if he had started the game because he comes on, he's so busy so quickly and he gets these big returns. And I really wanted to captain him, but I just was I was too scared. As per usual, I put my team out and I was like, I wanted to captain Wilson, but I'm too much of an EO fraud. I was worried about uh, Isak's EO if he did better because you have to admit that Isak is the more likely to play more minutes. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in some detail in a little bit. But yeah, uh, I, I went with that. And so far, that has been a bad decision, of course, because Wilson got two penalties and Isak's playing on the left wing for about 77 minutes and then played up front for the last 13 and, and just got the assist for winning a penalty. So, you know, but actually, it's a good point from from Big Tips. Actually, which I was just about to say. So, it's a good uh, good thinking there. Big Tips is that Wilson was about to be subbed off when the second penalty for Newcastle happened. So, it's fine margins. That is an excellent point. And I was just going to add that, of course, we're halfway through the double game week. It's entirely possible that it could swing around back in the other favour. Wilson might not start the next one, not because he's done anything wrong, but he's a fantastic substitute. And Eddie Howe really knows what he's doing now. I think with with this Newcastle team. So, well, other than the fact that he didn't beat Leeds, but, you know, in terms of rotating these strikers, he seems really confident in, in what he's doing. So that could happen. And if that happens, maybe it's advantage Isak in the second uh, game of the double game weekend. It's, it's going to be okay. What I've also got on the screen, because I just want to point people to livefpl.net. If you haven't used it already, it's a fantastic site that helps give you a live... Uh, like just a live feed of what your team is doing at that point in time. It's much more concurrent than the FPL app. Um, you unfortunately can't make your transfers on live FPL, so you, you, you please make sure you're using the official app before deadline. But after deadline, this is a really useful place to go because you can see uh, everything chopping and changing as it happens. And it's really, really useful because you'll see from underneath all of my players so lots of different numbers. And if, like me, you're a bit of an anorak when it comes to numbers, then it is a great, great website because, I mean, one of the things that I think is really useful post-deadline uh, is that you can just kind of see how all of the different players are affecting your rank at your bracket. And so that's how I was able to confirm, actually, that the 17 points that I've so far got for a stupid hand, I think it's, it's at 59.7% of people around me have him. So it only really, only effectively, I'm only really stealing about a third of his points on other people, I think. I think that's how it works because, uh, yeah, because there's... 
or well no hold on, 60 40 percent just above a third because there's 40 percent around me that don't have him so um that that's that's generally speaking like kind of what that shows you uh, so that's really useful as well and then the other thing that it's got and i'm just going to point people towards because this is really all about what i'm aiming at for this the rest of the season is i am now just four points off the top 10k so they have a really good graphic you can scroll down it has all the different rank graphic uh, rank brackets uh, that are sort of the significant ones so i'm currently like 166 points off first place so i think i may have to concede the fpl title you heard it here first i don't think i'm going to win this year I'm uh, 100, um, 96 points off the top 100, so I'm not going to make that either. 54 points off 1K, 21 points off 5K, 4 points off 10K. And, and I was about, I think, 9 or 8, 7K, something like that, on Saturday. Uh, it was Sunday's games. Just just nudged me down a little bit because Haaland got some points and, and I didn't captain him. And, his, and you can see from the stats on the screen, I think his rank... Uh, at my bracket is about it is over a hundred percent, so it means that there's still a number of people probably auto captaining him, or just haven't remembered to do their team, possibly. So that has nudged me down a little bit. I currently sit about as outside of the top ten k as you can get without really being fully in it. So just four points to go. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm super excited because after going into the World Cup eight hundred k and looking like I was going to have my worst season ever, I'm I'm I'm. Basically, I've only got to finish above 17k and I'll have had my best season ever, which is so weird because halfway through I was having my worst. And so I'm excited and very pleased and privileged to be able to share that excitement with you on a Sunday evening. Now, in terms of how I'm going to try and achieve that, this is my bus team for game with 37. This is what I'm looking at at the moment. So I haven't, I just haven't touched this at all. So that's why Isaac is still captain. That obviously is going to change. It's probably going to be Haaland. Chelsea at home, Brighton away. Seems like a nice way to, uh, to, to, well, it's a nice situation to trust a captain with when it's, it's Haaland. Haven't made any changes yet. We're going to talk about some people that I'm considering, uh, for the next game week, uh, very soon with some of the players we're going to go through. But Trippier's starting to bug me. And, you know, no double. And, uh, you know, United have got one. So could be looking at something, uh, there. But it's uh, I've got Stones on the bench as well. And it's like, oh, what do I do with John Stones? Because do Man City keep as many clean sheets as we want him to? No. Does he start as many games as I want him to? No. When I signed him on my wildcard, did it look like he was going to be a useful asset for these double game weeks? Yes. But the situation has to sort of change. So I've got some decisions to make. Stones potentially on the chopping block. Trippier potentially on the chopping block. Grealish potentially on the chopping block. Because he has not got... He just has... He's looked really good. He's just looked really good, even in the games when he hasn't got points. And in the last two games, he hasn't got starts in either of them. So I'm just a bit nervous there. So they're, they're the players I'm thinking about moving on. It's early days. Still got a couple more games to play. You know, Salah could break his leg Monday night. That maybe changes things. But yeah, that's my thinking. They're the players I'm potentially um, worried about and looking uh, to make some decisions on. So that's me. Uh, Brian Morrissey says, I have Steel, Trippier, Cher, Trent, Matoma and Salah captain still to play. Hoping for a decent score still. I mean, that's nice. I, I think Salah could get a big score against Leicester. That's that's uh, I think people are sleeping on that fixture, if you get what I mean. They just, like, Salah can still potentially do a lot of damage this game week. Um, I'll just go back, actually, to my to my 36 team just to see what Salah's rank bracket is so I know how much how worried I need to be. So, according to this, 62.9% of people in my rank bracket have Salah. And so, actually, that means I don't have to worry. You can see the little emoji next to Salah. It's quite clever that you, it will give you a little emoji that tells you whether I need to worry about someone. So, like... If if Haaland was like 200% effective ownership and I hadn't captured him, there would be like a scared face emoji there because it's like, oh, you need to be scared of that. And the sort of like sleepy face basically means I kind of don't really need to worry, but he's not differential enough for me to be too excited, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm not too worried, man, uh, where I am. 
but captaining him could do a do a huge swing there. I don't know what he's going to be at your rank bracket, Brian, but you know what is showing there is that a lot of people around don't have him, and if you've got if you can get double Salah, it could make a big difference. So let's see, let's find out. I think Monday night could be could be good for him. Now I promise we're going to talk about Man United and we're going to talk about Rashford uh, before we get uh, completely into this. Um, I have to plug Fantasy Football Scouts editorial department. Absolute bunch of heroes. Neil, Tom, Mark. I've worked with them before. They're all absolute legends and they do some fantastic written content. Now, I know that obviously if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on a podcast and clearly you have an affinity for this kind of content, but if you're also looking for some great written content just to, to read through, um, at, you know, in your quiet moments potentially, um, between one busy thing and the next, you can't really go too far wrong than reading the Scout Notes articles on Fantasy Football Scout over the weekend. They are like FPL match reports, but with a real focus on the FPL rather than he scored this minute, he scored that minute, you know, that kind of stuff. Really isolating the key talking points, having a look at some good numbers to help work through uh, some of the decisions you've got to make. And there's a good couple of articles on there already this weekend where we can have a look at United, we can have a look at Newcastle, there's some few bits of about Chelsea, of course, Kepa didn't start this weekend. All that sort of stuff. So make sure you head to, to Fantasy Football Scout and uh, have a look for the FPL notes. They are super useful. And as I said, it just... I mean, yeah, Neil, Tom, Mark, you guys are doing the Lord's work. So thank you very much. I have I've gone into some detail on some of the stuff they've they've they've, they've used from their article this week. So um, yeah, well, I'm going to give you a taster of some of the stuff they've done with what we're going to go through now. And if you want the whole shebang, then make sure you head to the Fantasy Football Scout website. So Rashford, then big question: Is he going to be fit for the double game week? That's what we want to know. Unfortunately, it's kind of unlikely that Ten Hag is really going to be that helpful. Um, he's been very cagey so far. We will obviously get some more press conferences between now and the next deadline. But yeah, the quotes that we've got so far are not the best. They're not the best. And, and, it's, and it's my privilege to bring these unhelpful quotes to you on a Sunday evening. Um, he said, it's not my focus at this moment, which is you know, not his focus to work out of Rashford's fit. This is after the game at the weekend. Uh, I hope he'll be back soon, of course, and he will do everything that can be done. The medical staff is working hard on it, but I'm focused and my team are focusing on this game. And so, yeah, just ugh, really annoying. You're going to have to keep an eye on the next press conference. You're going to have to keep an eye on those training um, uh, photos as well to see if he's back in training. Uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he wasn't completely, completely ruled out for this one that we've just had. I think it was like he should be out. And so... I think that maybe there's enough doubt there about the injury for this one that maybe for the next one uh, he could he could be in and around uh, for starting. But it is a frustrating situation to be in because if he's fit and the form that he has shown this season, I know it's kind of like not been amazing the last couple of weeks. He is obviously a, a captain uh, captaincy candidate. We are going to talk about uh, Fernandez and a couple of other Man United options as well uh, in, the, in in attack. So to be perfectly honest, where I'm sat at the moment looking at the way things are, I'm a lot more likely to captain a Fernandez than I am a Rashford. But I'm happy to be proved wrong. The whole point is, at the time of recording this, is a real doubt about what's going to happen with Rashford. And I just want to make sure you guys are fully aware of how much doubt there really is. Now, we have to talk about uh, one other particular guy um, who I really like the look of for game week 37, who is someone who, and the thing is, I've already talked about Trippier, but it's sort of like, ah, not really fussed about you at the moment, mate. Um, not really fussed about uh, John Stones either. And so if I'm looking for a good way to capitalise on the double game with 37, I am really liking what I'm seeing from Luke Shaw of late. So he's had a four-match spell at centre-back because of a few injuries. Um, 
in and around uh, the last. Uh, oh, sorry, he, uh, Man United have had it. He hasn't had the injuries. Luke Shaw. Man United have had all these injuries, and so then Luke Shaw has had to kind of tuck in in a different place, and uh, he hasn't been playing left back, but he is back at left back. Varane was in the starting eleven on Saturday, and so that meant that uh, instead of uh, yeah sure having to sit back and sort of have all of his attacking potential um, shackled up, he has gone back to left back. And there's some good numbers, some good numbers that have come from this game because it shows that his uh, he's still got a nouse for that sort of thing, getting forward and, and, and helping out. So 19 final third touches against Wolves, which was more than he managed in all of his previous three games combined. Uh, which is great. He probably also should have had an assist as well because he put Anthony um, into 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 a good opportunity, uh, which he he wasted as well. And the key thing is that it, that was a big chance that he created, according to Opta. I've deemed that as a big chance, um, and that helped him get maximum bonus points despite getting a late yellow card. And so what I've got on the screen right now is just a couple of things that sort of you know help show that uh, in effect. So 19 uh, touches in the final third for sure. Not only was that more than he'd had in his previous three games, uh, it was also uh, it was also the best and the highest of any Man United defender uh, in, in that particular game. It's kind of hard to look at how well he compares over the last four because, of course, the numbers, when you look at them, will show him having played as a centre-back. So I don't really have anything that can help you help you there. But it's just kind of get the sense that he's back, especially with this double. And so... The other thing is that his bonus was also good as well. So he topped for bonus. Uh, it, despite getting the yellow card, the BPS minus wasn't wasn't very high. So it was only really the yellow card that counted against him in the BPS. And his, his other numbers, such as the, uh, the baseline bonus points, he was highest for that as well. So he was just doing a lot of things in the game that helped him get bonus points. He could have had an assist. He didn't get one. You'd like to think that if he keeps on uh, creating with, to the same degree that he has done for large portions of the season... Going to turn some of those into assists as well with two games. Really exciting looking uh, option, I think. And yeah, I think potentially a real easy, easy route if you're sort of fed up with Trippier. Uh, or, you know, maybe you've signed, you, you feel like you've signed the wrong Man City defender, which is what, where I feel. So uh, he's someone I'm looking at. But it's also worth pointing out that Lindelof kept his place despite Varane coming back, which is uh, exciting in a way. I, I, he's 4.1, which is the reason why it's worth him being pointed out. 4.1 is an incredible price. I mean, if you are stuck and you can't get to Shaw, then Lindelof's not bad. Uh, he's probably less nailed than Shaw, but it's but but you know the fact that he has started this game, even the rank came back, of course, is encouraging. Uh, but at 4.1 is just good value, and if you're free hitting, I don't know if anyone's still got their free hit. Do shout if you've got it. Then you know he's. I mean, he's worth potentially having on the bench. Perhaps maybe depends on how invested you want to be elsewhere, because I think De Gea is is a pretty good shot uh, for goalkeeper, and you've probably got him already if you haven't got the free hit if you're gonna free hit then De Gea is probably one you want to think about you know you probably might you should definitely have Bruno Fernandes I think which we'll talk about in a minute so if you can find room in your triple up I think it's just it's just worth pointing out Lindelof is 4.1 and the other thing that we have to talk about is it's not just the attacking potential that Shaw has you know the United defense actually is looking pretty good for these games that are coming up between now and the end of the season Oh, Heather actually says she's free hitting in game week 38. Yes, I think I remember you mentioning that a couple of weeks ago. That is a very exciting way of doing it. Brian Morrissey says, I've sure Bruno and Rashford. So he's set up already. I mean, that's great. Um, he's got Matoma, March and Steel, plus three City and Newcastle. Best laid plans. They are pretty good laid plans, but of mice and men, 
you never know. But hope, fingers crossed, your plans will be able to uh, to to follow themselves through. But yes, Man United defence then. So it is looking quite good for these games. Uh, I've had to hair for a number of weeks now. I've got me six points this week. Thank you very much, uh, David. Uh, but yes, it's 11 clean sheets in the last 14 uh, home games for United, um, which is great because two of their last three games are at home. So they're already showing good form in that. And so on the uh, left-hand side on what I've got on the screen, I've got shots, uh, sorry, big chances conceded uh, in the last four matches across the whole Premier League. And this doesn't uh, factor in Arsenal v Brighton, but but Arsenal Brighton's last four matches are included in the number, just so that you're you know, aware, because, of course, you are tuning into this straight after that particular game. Man United are second best for that. Man City have conceded three big chances in the last four matches. Man United are second best with, with just the four. So they are showing uh, sustainability for continuing that trend of, of clean sheets at home. And then the other thing as well, I've also got them down here for their, uh, on the right-hand side, big chances conceded in their last six home matches. And again, real sustainability on offer here because just four big chances conceded in the last six home matches for Man United, which is the joint best alongside Man City and Aston Villa. So, United defence looking good. If you don't have Luke Shaw, I think it is time to... uh, I'm sure you had him already, so I think it's time for me to say that it's time for you to get him back. Uh, I had him earlier on in the season and uh, I enjoyed having him, but then moved him on. I think it's time for him to return. Claire FBL says that she captained Isaac. Uh, Joe Linton flopped and got rid of Trippier this week. Well, well done. You're braver than most of us. I still haven't done Trippier out yet. That may be one of the next things I do with my FBL team. Maybe. We will see. Bruno Fernandes, I did promise we'd talk about him. So here we are. Uh, yeah, it was a frustrating afternoon because we were hoping for more out of Bruno and he did play well and had some good stats, still just the one assist. But with this double game week coming up, you know, it's, it's, it's looking like now is the time to get him, especially if Rashford is, is out as well. Because if you're looking for someone who's equally as talismanic for Man United with the double, Bruno is an easy choice. Um, so, um, he was first for goal attempts. So seven. Um, first four key passes with top five and non-penalty expected goal involvement of 1.03 among all players who played on Saturday. Uh, so obviously it doesn't factor in Sunday, but that's good stats. And of course, with his role in penalties uh, that he has had in the past. And, you know, I'm just I'm sort of being very careful with my words here because I know that Rashford, you know, well, he's not. He might not play. The point is, penalties are always a possibility of, of Fernandez, and the fact that he had a good non-penalty expecting goal involvement shows that I think he's in a good moment, as they say uh, in FPL. And I've got on the screen some other stats uh, to talk about him. So, in the last four matches, then um, among all Man United players, the only Man United player to have had more shots on goal than Rashford is Fernandez. Obviously, a lot of them are coming from outside the box. We know that by now. We're all aware of what we're buying into with him. So just a five in the box, one uh, big chance, but five on target, which is the second best of all United players. So he is very accurate from those from those situations. Uh, the big thing, of course, for him is his creativity. That is what he is going to be offering you most. Uh, 17 uh, key passes in the last four matches for most of any United player. Six big chances created again, most of any United player. His expected goal involvement last four matches, 2.62, most of any Man United player. You get the point. If, you, if you're if you preparing for game week 37, uh, double game week 37, two United games, you need Bruno Fernandes, I think, at this point because he is the most likely to be able to capitalise from those games. And just to put his, his creativity into a bit of context for the wider Premier League, he is also top of the whole league for creativity the the shots on the, the shots that he's offering it's again it's he can't really compete with the shots in the box guys it's just five in the box 
and five on target. So, you know, the assists are a lot more likely than the goals, but we know what this guy can do, especially when it comes to a double game. We could have, could have a big call. But as I said, the context of the creativity is looking great. So 17 big chances created. Oh, sorry, 17 chances created, best in the Premier League last four. Six big chances as joint, sec- as joint best. So he's the one. Bruno's the one for game week 37. Get him now without wanting to sound like sort of crazed stockbroker advisor. But I think you've got to get him. Um, Brian Morris says, Bruno is the most 90-minute player in FPL. Never misses a game and never goes off. That's an excellent point, which I forgot to mention. Not only are you signing a guy who's great, if you want someone who's going to play as many minutes as possible in a double game week, it's going to be him. We've seen now over, I think, about three years now he's been a United player. It feels longer than that, but I'm pretty sure he joined just before lockdown. So it must be three years. In that time, can't really remember him missing too many games, especially this season. So he is looking very, very Good. Oh, I've just spotted in the comments a very horrible situation, which I can only empathise with you, my friend. Heike New said that Pep with the Grealish cameo blocked Shaw coming from the bench. That is very frustrating. Well, I hope, I hope in game week 37, you'll be starting him along with the rest of us. So hopefully, hopefully Pep can't do anything about it at that time. I did promise we would talk about Newcastle as well, and I've prepared a few bits and bobs on them too. Now, it's possible that some of this stuff won't really impact some of your decision-making for Game Week 37 because, you know, the doubles are over for Newcastle. But, you know, um, with Wilson getting two goals, it might it, it's going to draw your attention. So we, we, we do have to talk about it. And um, what we've discovered is that what happened in the Leeds game was very much kind of what had been predicted, really, uh, for the for the game uh, on Fantasy Football Scout in various places, discussing the fact that Isak obviously is the superior expected minutes man, but Wilson is the one who has greater goal threat when he's actually on the pitch. And, you know, I, I didn't captain Wilson on the worries that he wasn't going to start and that would maybe hamper. The fact that he did, st- the second I saw that he started, I was like, I know, I will regret this. We still got one other game to go, but I, in the game, double game, but I just, I kind of was like, he's going to get something. And, and of course, it was the penalties in the end. Fine margins, of course, but even outside of the fine margins, it's worth saying that when you look at the stats for this particular game, Wilson is the clear winner. You know, if, if they were, if they were both guaranteed to start every game, if we just, someone said, you know, I've come from the future, someone from two weeks' time, Wilson's going to start all the games and play 90 minutes, then you have to pick him. You have to pick him over Isak because his stats are just, are just so much better uh, in terms of the attack and what's on offer. Because if Wilson's starting, it just pushes Isak out wide. And Isak is still looking good, but Wilson just, yeah, he, he just he's offering so much more from an attacking perspective, even outside of those penalties. So Isak did play the whole game. Wilson came off to 72, uh, came off after 72 minutes. But in terms of shots in the box in that game, Wilson had five and Isak had zero. Isak had one shot in the games outside the box. He's still offering more creativity, but Wilson just, even outside those penalties, is still top of those charts. And so if you're looking at getting a Newcastle striker and you don't know which one to go for and you're worried about the Wilson minutes, I've said before, I don't think you have to worry about those minutes because I think if he does start, he's going to do what he did in this game where he's going to get on a penalty and take one or he's going to have these decent stats that show that even outside of those penalties, he's offering good goal for it. And even if he doesn't start, well, you've only got to look at his stats for the last four to six matches to show that even with the small minutes he's playing, the numbers he's producing in those minutes are just nuts. And so, to be perfectly honest, if you've got a luxury transfer, I mean, okay, Let's scrap that, right? Your transfers again with 37 are definitely going to be to do with United players, Brighton players, City players. But for 38, you know, it, sometimes managers just tell you, 
ahead of Game Week 38 because they don't care anymore. They're like, oh, I'm definitely starting that guy and I'm definitely not starting him. So if that happens, you pick Wilson. Even if you have Isak. <laughs> Swapping him to Wilson might feel like a sideways move. It's not. The numbers are showing us that he is so, so much the greater goal threat. And yeah, as Rob Jones says, I guess we know Wilson has penalties over Isak now because of course Isak was on the pitch. So that is... That is really big. That's really big in this discussion. So, yeah, I've also stuck Isak's heat map on the on on the, up on the big board as well. And yeah, it's not the heat map of a striker. That is the problem, to be honest. You know, it's the heat map of someone who's playing off a goal scoring player, providing them with a lot of the ball. You know, playing on the left, drifting into the middle to some number ten areas, getting some penalty box touches as well. But yeah, it's 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 not quite. It's not quite strike, you know, the the striker, goal scoring striker stuff that you want to see. So it's a shame. It is a shame. I've got both, so I'm not too worried about it. But I know that some people out there are sort of still decided between the two. So it's worth pointing out uh, how that is going. And of course, you know, at this particular point in time, we're also sort of thinking about next season. So um, yeah, we'll have to see there. We do have to talk about Newcastle defence. Now I've talked about Shaw. And I think this section is what I think is going to tip me over from actually, I could sell stones, right? I could sell sell stones to get to shore, but he's got two games. He's had some rest now, and so maybe he's going to play. Trippiers has got the one game, and I'm kind of fed up now. And also, at this particular point in time, they've got two games, game weeks left of the season. If Trippier somehow, like, explodes in the last two games of the season the, the amount of damage he can do is limited even though yes fine lots of people still have him i do think his his ownership is going to come down this week more than we've seen in a long time because well stop being so premature david he might smash it in the second half of the double game we can maybe everyone's decision is a lot harder but it's just it's just been week after week of just the same same dynamic and okay if let's just say trippier has flopped in the second double game week match with Shaw looking so good, Trippier to Shaw looks really obvious. And here's some of the reasons why. Brian Morrissey already agrees. He says, sell Trippier, in my opinion. So, yes, familiar tale with Newcastle. Um, Trippier, he created chances without getting an assist. You know, some people still have Cher as well. Botman, Cher got loads of, had lots of shots on goal. But he, he's, so this is nuts. And I get I got this from Neil, I think it was, from one of his articles, which is really interesting, is that, that Cher's now had 48 shots without a goal since game week one. That was the last time he scored. Um, he always seems to do that. He scores like game week one, goes up to like five million in price, and then just does nothing else. But the key thing is obviously those clean sheets. So um, they um, didn't keep a clean sheet against Leeds, conceded twice, and it's now just one clean sheet in 15 matches for Newcastle, which is nuts because a couple of months ago we were looking at them as a real, you know, just sort of banker for the clean sheets, and that's why Trippier and Pope's are popular. And the thing that's really annoying is that actually the stats don't actually look that bad. Now, Leeds definitely deserved to score in that game. They, I mean, they could have even deserved to win it because, of course, Bamford missed a penalty. Um, the, the thing that they're really missing is, uh, is Longstaff, you know, him being away uh, for the last four matches. They conceded eight goals in that period. That, that isn't really helping them. But the thing is, they don't, their stats don't read like a team that's really struggling. So what I've got on the, on the screen is that in their last... Um, uh, six matches, they have conceded nine big chances, which is the third best in the Premier League. But at the same time, they've had no clean sheets, and they're just bottom for that. <laughs> so it, it's really annoying. I, I tried to have a look at Nick Pope to see if he was potentially at fault 
uh, in terms of some of the stats. If you have ever used the Fantasy Football Scout members area, which, by the way, you should all sign up to if you haven't already, go to the players section and click on goalkeepers. You can look at a really interesting stat called XG Conceded, and it shows you which goalkeepers are making the biggest difference to whether or not their team are keeping clean sheets because it, it tots up the XG scores of all of the goals that they concede. It tots up the XG of all of the shots they face in terms of the ones they've saved and combines it together. And basically those players, those goalkeepers who are um, letting in low XG shots and those goalkeepers that are saving high XG shots are like the opposite ends of the spectrum. So those that have like an XG prevented of an actually prevented of like plus three or four goals or something. They are a goalkeeper that is making a huge difference to that team. So we had that with Dean Henderson a couple of years ago. Uh, those who are scoring things like minus 3.4, that means that they are conceding goals they shouldn't be conceding. Um, and it's all sort of stacking up to basically show that it's goalkeeper's fault. Kepper was that for Chelsea a couple of years ago. And what I sort of saw, I should point out, by the way, Pope used to be one of those goalkeepers who for Burnley would have a really, really good XG prevented score because he is a great shot stopper and he makes a huge impact on a team's ability to keep a clean sheet. And in the last four matches, uh, Pope's XG prevented is minus 0.8. So it basically means that they shouldn't be conceding as many goals as they are, but they are anyway. It might not be Pope's fault. I'm a big fan of Pope. But the point is, is that's just a little number there that shows you that this Newcastle team there is still numbers to show that this team shouldn't be conceding as many goals as they are, but they are anyway. And that's really annoying. And when you compare that with Man United, who have 11 clean sheets in the last 14 at home, they've got two more games left at home out of the three they've got to play. You know, Trippier to Shaw feels like a really easy switch for me. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Roberto the Hornet says, I benched to Stupinian and Shaw, help me, David. Oh, well... You've come to the right place. You have come to the right place because this Sunday stream is all about capturing that emotion. You know, if you've had a good day, I want to hear from you. I want to help celebrate your wins. If you've had a bad day, I want to hear from you. I want to help validate the pain that you feel. It's going to be okay, my friend. You've got two weeks left of the season. Plenty of opportunities to uh, correct what's gone wrong. You've got a double game for both those two players on your bench. So there's definitely ways you can pull that back. And yeah, hopefully that helps you. Hopefully that helps you. So, one last person to talk about, who I, I can't, I'd be remorse if I didn't, and I should just say, by the way, we're going to take some questions after I finish talking about uh, Crystal Palace and Ebere Eze, so get them in the chat now, so they're all ready there for when I finish talking about this guy, uh, ready to scroll through and, and help you out, so if you've got some questions, stick them in, there's some in there already, um, and I mean, incredibly, you guys are even helping answer each other's questions, which I love to see, FBL community at its best, Brian is uh, is giving some nice advice to uh, to Claire about what to do with uh, De Gea, for example, so get your questions in, Brian will answer them for you, my little assistant there, and I'll, I'll chip in with some answers too, but yes, let's talk about Eberieze, I, I, I'm not trying to make it all about the fact that we are just always talking about this guy, but you know, Fantasy Football Scout, we've been talking about this guy for a little while, uh, got tipped in a couple of things like Tom uh, Freeman, one of his articles, I did a video on him as well, basically when Roy Hodgson came back, Zaha wasn't fit, had a look at some of the numbers and thought, you know what, this guy's got it, and he really does, so another little stat here from our good friend Neil, from the editorial department, pop quiz, who is the leading sub 6 million FPL midfielder for points this season? Uh, it's not Almiron. Um, it's not one of the Brighton midfielders either. Um, the answer is um, Ebreze, which is just nuts. His his 16-point haul in the space of six games uh, is, is, sec- is his second in that period. Um, 
has helped him go up to now let's get this right now i'm gonna have to make this a bit bigger because i'm just i'm getting old and i can't read things very well anymore um 60 points for him since roy hodgson became manager and the only two players who have scored more points than him since roy hodgson came back um is uh salah and wilson so yeah in in that particular period since hodgson came back the leading 6.0 sub 6.0 fpl midfielder for points in the time is eze and the, what I've also got on the screen is I've also got the season ticker, which is which is a really important uh, thing for you guys to keep track of for the last two games of the season. Because Crystal Palace is still doing really, really well on that. They are sitting fourth or fifth. Uh, they're sitting fifth. <laughs> they're sitting fifth for the quality of their fixtures coming up. And who have they got left? They've got Fulham away and Forrest at home. Now, Forrest obviously are trying to stay up. Fulham are sorted. So Fulham are, are... I'm not saying when I say they're on the beach, it's not because I've watched them and gone, they look rubbish. It's just the fact that they basically have nothing left to play for. Uh, Forrest, of course, do. But Forrest have the worst away record in the Premier League. So Crystal Palace do look like um, a team to still be targeting. It's not too late to get invested in Crystal Palace. Um, if you're worried about it, you know, two games left of the season... There's plenty of time just to, to capitalise and get some points. Um, and Brian, my good friend Brian, who's helping me out a lot tonight, is also pointing out that I've seen those SA points on a lot of benches this week. Well, if you've got him on the bench, get him back in the starting eleven for the next couple of games because he's looking good. Some other stats that will um, particularly excite you if you are thinking about him is that he is in the Premier League's top five four shots on target in the last, uh, I make that, last six matches. Yeah, last six matches. Those fixtures look nice. He is still looking very threatening, and he has a decent amount of creativity as well. Uh, the Zaha uh, ongoing saga with him and his fitness just, I think, helps Eze really just bed himself down as, as, as sort of the the new talisman in that team, and he's really relishing it. So, yeah, he would be my... When I say differential pick, it, it feels weird because we have been banging on about him for ages, and stupidly, I still don't even own him. But he's very much on my shopping list for the rest of the season, probably for 38 rather than for 37, because I do think that I need to just tickle my team slightly closer to a double game week friendly setup. But yes, do not forget about Eze. And if you benched him, like Brian said, don't make that mistake again. He's uh, He's looking good. So, questions then. I'm going to see if I can help uh, Claire out with her question as well. I've got uh, De Gea and Steele and started De Gea this week, but who would you start in 37? It is a tough question. Um, I uh, well, Let's see what Brian said, because he knows what he's talking about. Um, he played De Gea. That's what I was thinking too. I think um, the United's fixtures are a bit better. I think United's defence is a lot better as well. Uh, you've only got to look at um, those... Uh, well, I tell you what, let's go back to it now. Let's go back to it now. I can show you those stats that show you what United's defence is up to um, in like... Uh, uh, like not like-minded in similar matches uh, so last four matches just generally in the whole Premier League uh, four big chances conceded only City have conceded fewer uh, Brighton not in the top five for that stat they're also not in the top five for that stat over the last six home matches as well um, so United have the clear advantage there uh, in my opinion so yeah that is uh, that is the way to go um, Stuart B52 which I'm hoping is a reference to the plane because that's a cool plane. Uh, I have Dunk, Noah Stupinan, 1K now uh, in the... <laughs> 1K now is in the mud. Oh, no. No, I, well, never give up, my friend. Never give up. Um, especially if I, as I've captained Isak over Wilson. Well, um, if you've got both Isak and Wilson, which kind of sounds like you do, I wouldn't um, wouldn't be too downhearted. Um, and I'm pretty sure you could probably still get to a Stupinan from Dunk. If you've got the transfer. So, don't be downhearted, my friend. 
um, make like the bomber and um, keep on flying, <laughs> as they say. Uh, I don't know if that's an expression, but don't be too, don't be too downhearted, man. You've got some you've got some good players there. Um, Brian says it's the end of the season. Random results are inevitable. Attacking players are the way to go. Yes, I completely agree with that. Uh, I've mentioned a couple of times before. I think game week thirty eight is one of those game weeks where it's kind of like a chip week. Heather is talking about playing free hit in game week 38. She's still set on that plan, which is exciting to hear, because I think that it's I, more people should save a chip for 38, which I say is a total hypocrite, because I never do. Uh, but it just it's always a bonkers particular game week, because just we get told who's going to play, we get told who's not going to play, uh, we know uh, this team's on the beach, that team's on the beach, and just everybody goes nuts. Defence takes the day off, and they just all go for it. So it's a good time to, uh, to, to free hit. Uh, Rob Jones says, I have Stones too. I reckon that he will play him if City beat Madrid. Yeah, I think I think that's the case. I, I, I think he's going to come back in. So I th- yeah, just, yeah, if it's between Trippier and Stones uh, for selling to get short, I think it's I think it's an easy Trippier, which seems silly, bearing in mind how many people own him and how much, how many of us have been really stubborn about holding on to him. You know, it, it just you never know with Pep, but I just kind of feel like he's got to come back in stones, and you know we got to, if it's a double game, even if he just gets four points, it's it, it's four points. It just just keeps on ticking over, and I would probably feel like a mug if I sold a double game week guy to keep a single game week guy, and then stones even if stones outscores Trippier by two points, which seems likely at this point, four points to two points. So yeah, that's probably what I'm going to be going with. But yeah, I will I will wrap things up there. Thank you very much to everybody uh, who's joined us on this uh, lovely summer's evening. I know that many of you probably could have, you know, got away with giving this one a miss and heading outside for a, a barbecue or something, a responsibly sourced barbecue, not leaving your disposable things in the park or anything like that. Um, so, um, you know... Uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, especially um, Stuart B52, who's just reminded me that uh, a stupid man killed his game week, and he said, I'm not liking the stream. I refuse to like the stream, because we've talked so much about a stupid man. I do apologise. Uh, I will try next week to talk about a stupid man a little bit less, um, but if he does another madness, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's going to be difficult. Uh, Paul Weston, that's very kind of you. Great show. Uh, from a from a pl- fellow Plymouthian. Oh wow, uh, we've got a Plymouthian FPL manager. I didn't even. I, I thought I might be the only one. <laughs> so yeah, good to hear from you, my friend. Hopefully, you're as excited about Argyle playing in the Championship next season as I am, because uh, not going to have Reading in that division anymore. I'm still got their shirt behind me, but um, yeah, Argyle and Reading have swapped divisions for the new season. So yeah, might see you at home park pool uh, next season in the Championship, and hopefully the season after that we'll have some Plymouth Argyle players in FPL. But let's just. Take each season as it comes. But yeah, thank you everybody for, for joining us. Do not forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell notification so you don't miss anything else. I'll give you a, a brief summary of what you can expect in the next couple of days. You're going to get a scout cast. You're going to get a burning questions. You're probably going to see what Gianni's done with his team. And, you know, that's any opportunity to sit down and watch that handsome man talk about anything for half an hour. You absolutely have to take. So hit that bell notification so you can get a notification on your phone when it's time to look at Johnny's face. And, of course, you'll get your team news on Friday, which will be very, very, very useful for Man United if we're still waiting to see what's happening with Rashford. So, yeah, don't miss those. I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. I hope you get lots of green arrows between now and the end of the season. And I will see you next time.